Yo, it's time to take a brief pause for the calls. This week's episode is brought to you and sponsored by Anchor, one of the leading flagship applications in podcasting. We submit weekly content on Wednesdays and Sundays. Like, share, favorite us on the Anchor app. Now let's get back to the show. I want to rock with you. Yeah. Snap it out one time. Yeah. Get it. Hey. Get it. Oh. Get it. Hey. Y'all snap too at home. Come on now. Yeah. Y'all know y'all rocking with me. Hey. Hey. Rock with you. Hey, listen, man. It's your boy Wayne Hiz. And Vanessa Hers. And we are back at it. Y'all can see what type of mood we are in. Huh? In a great mood. Wonderful Good vibes mood. only. Good vibes only. It is your boy Wayne Hiz, man. And we are back at it for another episode of His and Hers Podcast. As always, I am accompanied by my beautiful co-host. She is my Hi, girlfriend. Guys. She is the one, the only, the talented Vane Rose. <laughs> Thank you for that intro, baby. <laughs> nah, man. We just wanted to... Uh, of course, every each and every episode, we got to start off by saying thank y'all to thank all of you. our listeners and our supporters. We've been on a, a little bit of a hiatus, but you know what I mean? For, you know, for good reason. Got a bun in the oven. You know what I mean? He is currently baking, so that's kind of been um, occupying and demanding the most of our time. But we are still here for y'all, man. We have been getting those reach outs, those shout outs, those text messages, those DMs. Those messages to the podcast page. We got to rock out with our audience, man. So, you know, we're here for y'all. So we are officially eight months. And we do want to thank you guys, of course, for your patience. I know you guys still reach out in reference to the podcast. Now we're recording when we can, how we can, where we can. When we can. When we can. <laughs> so we appreciate yeah. the love, the support, the patience. But we are back, guys. Absolutely, man. We definitely appreciate the support. Continue to reach out to us. Submit your feedback via question, whatever that is. If it's a situation at the crib, one of your coworkers getting on your nerves, whatever, we want to Entertain know. Entertain us. <laughs> you know what I mean? It will. It can be in question form, statement form, whatever y'all, whatever form you want to give it to us in, and we will discuss it, man. Let's talk about it. You know what I mean? This platform, again, as much as it's Vanessa's and mine's, it's you guys' as well. So take full advantage. We are open books. We're just here to support them. The people, man. The good people. Yes, definitely. I know y'all out there. The beautiful people. <laughs> so we do want to thank you guys uh, for the last few episodes. Of course, we've been focused on the baby boy, Lorenzo, coming soon. Sooner than we think, I believe. I don't know. <laughs> We're holding on in there. Yes, we are. King Lorenzo. But we do appreciate you guys, of course, reaching out, congratulating us, asking how everything's going. Everything's going great. You know, just a regular, normal pregnancy. We just some regular, regular, schmegular, regular people. You know so, what I mean? So, sleepless nights. On the horizon, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, here we are, guys. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, every everything is, uh, everything is copacetic. You know what I mean? Again, we're just two people who are live, lead daily lives. We both work full time. We're just trying to make sure that everything is on the up and up, man. Just like y'all, man. We know different than y'all. We both work in the office full time. So I, I think that's very necessary now. Yeah. Since a lot of people are still working from home, we yeah. still have to deal with traffic. We have to get up. Yeah. We have to get ready. We have to go perform you know our duties yeah at our work and, facilities and it's been an adjustment for me because i've been working home working from home the last couple months like year and change so like for me it's just been like okay i was fine with it until the traffic like yeah. everyone's back at work so traffic's <laughs> back too you know facts man facts well listen man without further ado um we we kind of want to touch on a serious topic you know what i mean um i think it is definitely it's definitely a conversation that deserves to be at the forefront. Um, I feel like it's gotten it's gained more traction um, over the last year and change, maybe last two years, especially with regard to you know COVID and everything like that. I'm sure COVID has definitely um, played on a lot of people's mental in many ways, <laughs> more ways than one. But um, I feel like the, the, this uh, this topic of mental health, this conversation, I really feel like it's it's gained so much momentum um, this year and you know i want to say the last two years yeah fully um and i think it's a beautiful thing i feel like um no one's being shamed into silence with regard to their mental health um people have taken steps to empower and strengthen their mental health um and i feel like you know having these difficult conversations um about the things that you endure on the daily um whether you live in a bubble or not at least you can you know exude some empathy and empathize with those com everyday regular common folk 
um, and the things that they tend to go through. And I feel like these conversations need to be had um, at the rate in which they have been had and and even more so. Yeah. With um, November being, of course, Men's Mental Health Month, Mm. we decided to focus on that a bit. Uh, We do have a lot of ideas that we want to go ahead and discuss. And we feel like this is not spoken of much. This topic's not really talked about. Right. Like Wayne likes to say in previous episodes. I mean, (laughs) if you've heard us, they're not. But it's not a sexy topic. No, it's, it's not because, you know, I feel as though some people, some individuals may see it as like a cry out for help. But that's in, that's in essence what it is like, um, you know, I don't subscribe to this idea or this notion that, you know, if a person is um, introducing you to whatever it is that they're going through, it may not even be an issue per se, but they're trying to better themselves and find and, and, and navigate through a wide range of emotions um, to ultimately get to a, some sort of resolution and I think that's the hardest thing is, you know, making yourself open and vulnerable um, while kind of like putting out your world and the things that you constantly deal with on the daily, putting that on public display for public consumption. Um, that's that's very difficult to do. It's not an, it's not always an easy thing to do. But what I think, you know, I think the thing that's that's kind of happened and that's kind of shifted is that there's more because there's such more of a focus on it now today i feel like we're starting to gain more traction in terms of resolving a lot of these conversations like whereas before we always just talk about the problem and 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 pointing at the problem well why is this person acting out this way you know why is does this person have erratic behavior like and i feel like those conversations were had but i never felt like we ever got any sort of resolution like we just kept poking and prodding on what the issue and what the problem was mm-hmm. without actually getting anywhere <laughs> in the end of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we did dissect this episode a bit and we do want to dive into it. So I do want to start. This is going to be mostly Wayne's platform today. Well, I mean, it's men's it's mental men's. health. Yeah. So the men so have to take, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> men have to take over for once and I'm okay with it for once. Okay. But uh, I had mentioned once. to, yeah, be clear on that one for once. <laughs> But I had mentioned to Wayne before, um, I feel that until this age, this mature age. 35. You're not going to tell people my age. I said 35. I don't know if you... That's, 30 a, that's, umph. A, that's an age. 30 umph. 30 umph. You know? <laughs> I realized, or I feel like, I, I truly do feel like everyone needs therapy. <laughs> okay. In my 20s, yeah. I did view it that way. Like, I'm not crazy. I don't need therapy. Yeah. Like, I don't have a problem. I don't need therapy. Right. Now, I'm like, everyone needs therapy. Yeah. It's just life. And you're not, like, you're not crazy because you're seeking therapy. What leads you to believe that everyone needs therapy? In your Observing, opinion? I think, a lot. Okay. Observing People and myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think a lot of times, like, it lets you realize, like you said, I think we grew up with this image of therapy also, as well, that therapy is just for the crazy. Yeah. Therapy is just like if you're mental or if you if you know you need the help or yeah. you're not normal like you go to a therapist because you're not normal. Yeah. Absolutely. And for me, I just feel as though whenever where I'm from and a lot of people who look like me and grew up like me, that's viewed as a sign of, of you know, weakness. Like why? Why would I, you know, talk to this person? Like how is it going to benefit me? How is it going to help me? Like I still got to go home to my shitty life my shitty existence my shitty home you know what i mean like where i come from i come from a broken home so you know in my household it was always chaotic and shit like that and growing up you think that's the norm yeah you know what i mean like you really believe like you know whatever this clusterfuck and this you know chaotic environment is you you kind of find and navigate your way through it and you kind of sort of adapt and adjust to it not to say that you know you agree with everything that goes on in your household, but you learn to kind of like cope with it. It's normal. You have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because this is what's going to go on every day. So I know for me, man, like, you know, and I was going to get into this anyway, but there's this statement that, you know, the definition of insanity is doing something over and over and over again 
and expecting a different result. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've heard you say that. You don't realize it, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, as I've gotten older, that's when I begin to shift my energy, shift my focus, my, my, my interest, and the things that I wanted out of life. I begin to really compartmentalize and break those things down and dissect and see myself and like not only internalizing these things, but actually feeling like I can do something like I can really do something other than what I've been doing, Mm -hmm. because clearly I haven't gotten any results. Like, and I think if you guys go back to some of the earlier episodes where I talked about me being a bum. Facts. All bum. Whole bum. <laughs> Please. Um, yeah. Bonnie you live Rose. and learn, right, baby? Absolutely. What? I'm so glad I met Talk you when I did. growth. <laughs> Thank God for growth. <laughs> but now, like, I just feel as though um, I was searching. You know what I'm saying? Um, in my early adult years, I can definitely say I was searching. Um, searching for somewhat of, an, like, an identity. Um, just kind of, like, going through life, living carefree. You know what I mean? Not really worrying about, you know, my next move and how I saw myself setting myself up, you know, in the, in the later coming years. And that, that kind of like bit me in the ass, you know what I mean? Because as you start to live out your life, one thing's for sure, two things for certain, either you're going to take advantage of opportunities or opportunities will take advantage of you. Mm, Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I had to learn because mentally, look, I'm one of six. My mom, amazing mother. She did the you know, the very, very best job that she could do. But she wasn't always around to guide and steer me away. You know what I mean? She was a single mom. You know what I mean? My father was in and out of my life. I would say more out than he was in. You know what I mean? And the little bit that I did take from him, um, clearly it didn't it didn't steer me in the, in the right direction. Otherwise, I would have made a lot, of, a lot of better decisions moving forward. You know what I mean? Um, and real quick, I know this just came to me, so I'll, I'll hurry up so we can move on. No, but, you're fine. Um, my dad at the age at the tender age of 16 now that I'm a father I wouldn't I'm like I'm never giving my kid this ultimatum but he's no longer here my dad passed away rest his soul but he literally at the age, tender age of 16 gave me the ultimatum of actually working full time at 16 or dropping out of high school and like now that I look back it had such a profound impact on who I am and whether I realized it or not like that was his way of trying to mold me and make me a man or like, and you know what I'm saying? Like, um, just more or less like ingratiating himself back into my life because we were not on the best of terms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, once I agreed to just work full time and realized like I'm working around people who are in their forties and I'm just seeing how hard they worked and the type of work that we were doing, I was just, I quickly came to, <laughs> came to the realization that, Listen, this is this is not this is not it. This is definitely not the move. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. um, when I came to and I actually checked myself out back into high school and, you know, went on to private school, went on to graduate. And you decided you did all this on your own at the age of 16, at the age of 16. Absolutely. You're like, you know what? I need to go back to school. So this ain't it. Yeah. And when I was when I got back and like a lot of this stuff, like it really had a profound impact on me. And, like, I didn't realize it until I got older, but I'm very thankful having gone through those situations. Now, it wasn't, like, like me going through that situation, I do feel like it helped me. But, like, obviously, if you know, once you know better, you do better. So it like molded now, you for better. Absolutely. So now that I know, <laughs> knowing what I know now, mm-hmm. in which I didn't know then, for, for our son and for my daughter, Mia, like, they're going to, you know, I'm going to pass down the knowledge that I gained. And I'm going to correlate that, you know what I mean? But it definitely had a profound impact on my mental health. Like, it was a lot of sleepless nights, like, you know? Like, I'm I'm literally, like, wondering, like, why am I working full-time? You know what At I mean? At the age of 16. You know what I'm saying? Like, my best friend pushing a Benz, and I'm just like, why am I not... Like, you know what I mean? You don't understand. Yeah. Like, look at his lifestyle and look at <laughs> You know what, what I'm saying? I'm like, saying, like, yeah. what, like he's pushing the bins and like, I'm pushing a broom. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you don't, as a kid, because you are a kid And at he 16, doesn't have to work for much. And you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, dime. yo, and where you're from, where I, if you come from places like I come from, you're going to feel that. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to. Like, it's just no way around it. You know what I mean? And so I begin to question the things in, in which, you know the way things were occurring in my life and why they were occurring that way. 
And mentally, you know, it took me a long while to get over that and to grasp a hold of some things to try to find some answers. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I can honestly say that now, um, being in my late 30s. You know what I mean? Looking back, having gone through those situations as, as a teenager and in, on into my early adult years, it definitely um, had a lasting impact on my mental, for sure. Mm, okay. You, you know? I'm glad you brought that up. So, you speaking of your childhood. Mm -hmm. I do want to mention this or even ask you, do you think uh, your upcomings or your childhood or at this point even trying to break a cycle has a lot to do with your mental? Absolutely. Um, I think it definitely shaped me. I think it, it definitely molded me. Um, watching my mother, you know, own a business and then work, having to work odd jobs to support us, not really having the full support um, of the father's. Um, in this situation, in these situations, and then watching my mom kind of like have to hold it together and string it together on her own, it definitely does something to you as a child. Um, it, it makes you want to go that much more harder. Um, and I even think that that's one of the reasons why like my mom can kind of like call me. She, she doesn't anymore, but if she were to call me, I like there was a point in time where like I still was like, you know, I haven't lived with my mom in, in nearly 15 years. So but even when I wasn't living with her, I still was like doing for her as if I did live there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I know for me, that's one of the things that that's like a trophy. Um, and I, I, I feel confident in saying this, but like um, that's synonymous with most black males um, that come from the inner city and come from environments that I, I, I come from. If you tell them the one thing like. What, like that they're most proud of is definitely being able to do for their mother for sure like that's like almost universal amongst black males that come from impoverished backgrounds and broken homes the way that i did mm. like being able to put a smile on your mother's face is the ultimate like there's nothing that can top that you know what i'm saying outside of being a father and you know a dope husband boyfriend etc cetera, etc cetera. but um being able to put a smile on your mother's face there's nothing that tops that because you know how hard that woman had, you know, the hell she had to go through, you know what I mean? For you to even have a semblance or a wither of what you have today, you know what I'm saying? As a man. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, it, fuck, it, it, it plays on your mental, it plays on your psyche, you know, because you're wondering, is this a never ending cycle? Like, am I going to eat today? Am I going to eat tomorrow? Like, what's my next week going to look like? Am I going to have money for school, lunch money? Am I going to have money for football practice? You know, I played Pop Warner. How am I going <laughs> to afford this uniform? Like, we got games. Can my mom, you know, put gas in her car to take me to my game? Like, it's just like the smallest, like the most minuscule of things. But it's like, you know, in the hood, those get magnified. Yeah. Because you don't have the ample resources, you know what I mean, all the time or the means all the time to be able to, you know, make these things occur regularly. And I know that I mentioned the stopping patterns or at that point, I feel like it would be practicing good habits or replacing the habits that you were accustomed to seeing. Right. Right. But at any point, did you feel or were you actually following those footsteps? Like not the best examples that you were seeing or. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I speak freely about that. I speak, I speak openly about my shortcomings and my downfalls. Um, Look, man, it is what it is. Like again, and and I hate to I hate to even speak about this situation because you know again he's he's gone and you know I I, I still have a lot of respect for him you know even though he's no longer with us here today which is my father I'm alluding to, but I didn't have the best example, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I and I can honestly say that like, um, I think my dad had like what, maybe four five baby moms that I know of. You said that I know of. You know what I'm saying? That is crazy. And, you know, I, I met, I recently met one of my brothers, like, within the last three years. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm, I'm in my late 30s, <laughs> and mm -hmm. I just met him within the last three years. Yeah. So, you know, ha going through this cycle, seeing this every day, although I didn't live with my father primarily, I have lived with him throughout different times in my life. So I saw a lot of his life and how it played out. You know what I mean? In terms of how he went on about being a father and how he interacted with the women that he had interactions with and was involved with. Um, the one common thing I can speak to that was very positive with my father is that he got his ass up and he went to work every day. Mm 
Mm. You know, he did work at a company for 30 years, you know, before he lost his, his battle with, you know, kidney failure. He worked there for 30 years. So oh, wow. all of these different things. Work at the strong, huh? Yeah. Just I like mean, my baby. You know what I'm saying? So I did. I definitely inherited that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but it's all relative to mental health. Being as though is that like seeing that and not having the best examples. Of course, some of it trickled down on me. But like you can always tell yourself, yo, I'm not going to be like that. I ain't going to be like my pops and I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Subconsciously, you always feel like, damn, what if I am? No, you know what I mean? You always try to guard against it. It's something that you pr- you protect. You guard against your mental from it. But yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, um, it's definitely I'm not going to say his his life and his influence had a profound impact on me, but it definitely it played a part mm-hmm. in the way that, you know, I was dealing with women in my early 20s. You know what I'm saying? I, I was a bum and I thought that was I thought that, was, thought okay. was OK. I thought that, that was cool to have a woman taking care of me and paying for my shit and buying me clothes and buying me stuff to eat and let me crash at their crib. I thought that was like, cool. I thought that shit was like I, th- I didn't see nothing wrong with that. You said you wouldn't even really be worried about the next day, right? Or like the next week or... Not at all. You wouldn't have like a plan. For I'm living for... Yeah, not at all. I was living for the moment. I was living for today. I, man, I used to go... Look, it's crazy. Like I've gone to Vegas. This is this is the honest to God truth. I've gone to Vegas with literally 10 or $15 in my pocket. What? Because I was not concerned. Not even me as a woman. Because I, I was not concerned about what I was going to do for myself. Yeah, you're just going. Because I know who I was going with was going to make sure that I was good. It's just that level of thinking. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, like, for sure it had a profound impact on me. But I think mentally, the the one thing, the the one thing that I I do want people to take away from that is that uh, while I was in, while I was in the midst of that, living like that, I always yearned and wanted to have better for myself. I was searching, though. I can honestly say I was searching, like. Come on, man. Like, damn. Like, come there on, There has man. to be more than this. Yeah, like, man, you got to get your shit together, bro. Like, you, <laughs> this shit is not fly, bro. Like, you know, you can't be like 25, 26, 27 years old still asking your moms for bread and shit like that. Like, you know, like, it, it literally had, like, I had to have an honest conversation with myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because up until that point, you know, I'm thinking I'm like the best thing since sliced bread. Even that, though. Even, <laughs> even, the, even, even thinking like that. Like, mm-hmm. wh- who, what gives you the audacity to think that you're like... You're the, the shit. You know what I'm saying? You're that... Oh, okay. Bro, you have nothing to offer a woman, bro. But you still thought you were the shit. There's nothing you could tell me. 6'3", 190, <laughs> abs on deck, dress well, partying, oh, like... Oh, there's, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Mr. Fresh Cut, Mr. Everything, I'm at the club, people, you know? Like, you start to get a false sense of, like, yo, like, that shit fucks with you. It gets your head bigger, like, you go to the club, everybody knowing you, oh, that's my, that's my guy, that's my nigga Wayne, what's up, da, 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 you know? People not knowing know, you're broke. Not knowing. Not knowing you. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but you got pulled, but because, you know, I got, like, six, seven, ten people, yeah, you know? That, you know, money's will take, you know, manners will take you money won't. My mom did tell me that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would leverage a lot of that, like my personality, my influence, the relationships that I cultivated. I would leverage that in many different areas of my life. And that's what kind of carried me through, to be real with you. That took you through. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would leverage that with, with anywhere. I'd be like, yo, what's up? Hey, let me come to the crib. You know, I'm, hey, you know, I got the Xbox, right? Come through out to the club. You let me in. Come, you know, you can hold it. I would do shit like that. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh, you ain't got that? Bro, you can hold that. You, Oh, you only got one controller? Dog, come to the crib after the club. You got that. That's you. Let me and my my, my, my boy and his girl. And they, what's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit Dreams, like that. entrance, everything. Everything. Huh? Like, you know what I mean? But my mental, like, you know, mentally, though, I was off. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way as, as a grown-ass man in your mid-20s that you think that that's, like, that's, come on, man. <laughs> back then um and i am interested in this back then how do you feel like you coped with it was it just being like the life of the party was it you just you just being mr busybody mr the shit like everywhere like what was it yeah so for me that's a great question by the way i think for me oh, well, thank you the way i tended to cope with it was i would you know it's weird like i, I know how you cope with it now i want to know in your 20s like when you were dealing because i feel like even though you were living that easy life, keep mm-hmm. in mind you didn't have bills. Yeah. You didn't have a, a fucking bed. Right. You know, you were you were sleeping on your mom's couch or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You didn't have your own foundation. You didn't have your own money to be like, you know what, I wanna do this. Yeah. 
I want to go here. Yeah. Your own home to yeah. have the freedom to say like, no, I want to eat this today. Yeah. I want to do that today. Like, how did you cope as a man? Because you were already a man. Yeah. So for me personally, what I tend to do, and this is something that I've always done, even as a kid, as a teenager, early adult years, even now, um, as I always internalize and I always see myself differently than where I currently am. Like, I'm always able to compartmentalize and see myself doing and living out. Like, I really believe in manifestation. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can speak things into existence, but if you don't put the work behind it, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Not to get technical, not to get biblical, but faith without works is dead. That's literally, that's in the Bible. So you could have all the faith that you want <laughs> and, and hoping and praying that something's going to happen. But if you don't put in the work behind it, Nothing will manifest from that. So for me, I'm the type of individual that like I'm willing to put in the work. I can have the faith later, but I'm going to do the work. I mean, you work with me before. So like you, you kind of like know, you know what I mean? I've always been that type of individual and I've always saw myself bigger or out of the situation that I'm currently in. Even then? Even then. Hmm. Like even though, you know, like I didn't know if it would pan out. I always hoped that it would. You know what I'm saying? But I always saw, I always saw myself, even when I was making $8.10 an hour in 2012 at Food for Less, I always told myself, like, I've always gotten this. Like, yo, hey, man, you have a dope voice. You should be in radio. You should be doing this. You mm-hmm. should be doing that. I'm, I know. Like, are you in sales? You at work. Are you in sales? Yo, man, yo, you, you're, your personality is infectious. You got a good heart. You got good energy, man. Like, you're, you're a good dude. Like, I've always gotten that. Always. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's not to toot my own horn, but I literally get that compliment, like, Tutor, baby. religiously. So, it's no accident why I do good in sales. Like, in mm-hmm. my mind. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like, dude, like, I really... That re- was your calling. Yeah. yeah. So, for me, like, even even when I was making that money, that, like, little-ass money, that little-ass bullshit-ass money at that bullshit, shitty, dead-end-ass job, I always told myself, like, I, I have to be doing something more. And that's just the kind of person I am. And so... When I start, when I started to put in the work, I started to see a shift. When I started to have honest conversations with myself, that's when I started to like live out my wildest imagination. Things started to adjust. Things started to change because I started to change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's one thing too that a lot of people can take from you know not only just my experience from but from a lot of experiences. If you tend to put the work in and do it for yourself. Other than, I mean, you, of course you want to do it for those around you who have a, who've had a vested interest in you and, and in your success, whether that's a girlfriend, your wife, your mom, your brother, who, whomever you deem significant in your realm, of course you want to do it for them. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, if it, it starts with you though, yeah. if it, if it, if you don't have that internal want to, or internal passion to want to flip the switch, want to work on your mental health, want to address certain issues and, and problems that you have within your own life. You're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that, that stuff, man, like, you could continuously, like, do all the shit that you've been doing. And, you know, hey, you may luck up and, 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 and you might you might find some success in it for a while. But it, it's, it's, it's borrowed time at the end of the day. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're not putting in the work, it's borrowed, you're on borrowed time. I know that I've mentioned this to you before, um, off air, of course. But I feel like a lot of times... A man's ego has a lot to do with their mental health as well. Okay. So what I mean by that is at times you're like, no, I'm a man. What the fuck? I need to solve my own issues. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm not going no fucking cuckoo. You know, like a cuckoo yeah. person. Like, I'm not crazy. Yeah. So do you think a lot of men don't put their mental as a priority? And that I've... obviously, like, it leads up, you know, or like it adds up or it's heavy. Like, it's baggage that you're just carrying constantly with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of men, I th- and uh, ironically enough, it's oddly, it, it's oddly, as odd as this sounds, I think that's what contributes to a lot of their ego, is that they don't want to unpack or recondition um, some of the things that they've been taught. I really focus on. Yeah, and I think that's was some of my detriment, is because I've had to figure out a lot of, and make a lot of like life-changing major decisions since I was 16. I, I've always had a tendency to lean towards my own understanding because I've had to figure things out on my own. And I think at times when you go through that and when you're so conditioned to doing that, you tend not to let other people in because mm-hmm. you're, con- you know, you're conditioned, you've conditioned yourself to doing it on your own. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think that's at times that's been to my detriment because I think I know everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I know sometimes I have to check myself because I'm like, look, man, like you don't have the answer sway. (laughs) You're trying, but you're trying, but you really don't got the answer sway. It's okay to sit this one out and, you know, get another set of eyes or another set of ears. You know what I mean? So that way you can kind of like coordinate and collaborate to get to some sort of solution. And I think that's what's helped me. But I think um, to answer your question directly as it correlates to men in, um, in totality, absolutely. I think that their ego gets in the way um, because they, it's, I don't know if they feel like it's going to be viewed as a sign of weakness or, you know, they feel like, why would I, you know, talk to you or what's, you know, what, what am I going to get out of it? What it's going to, how is this going to benefit me talking to you? Or if I unpack this or they feel vulnerable or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the, the most egotistical bravado that they fucking give you, you know, or they, they give off. It's okay, man. Like it, it's really okay to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to feel like you're being attacked, like you're being judged. Um, it's okay to be vulnerable. You know, this whole like male masculinity thing where, you know, men just feel like, yo, they don't, they have to be bravado all the time and they got to be on the hunt. It's whack. Yeah. It's whack, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's okay to exude some type of emotion. Like, you know, women, a woman will tell you that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A woman will tell you, she'll let you, it's okay, baby. You don't got to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> like, I feel like for girls, it's a little bit different because you won't care if, to feel like ashamed of what people think, you know, at times. Yeah. At times we do. We yeah. do care as well. But I think for a man, it's more like to be ashamed of looking crazy. Yeah. And it's not an acceptable thing. And I wish that we would normalize more of men speaking of their mental. Yeah. You know, like these broken relationships, yeah. these broken homes since birth, like, oh, your mom being the independent one. And yeah. hey, for women too. Absolutely. You know, these dealing with co-parenting, yeah. these dealing with so many situations, of course, that we just carry. Right. Like as humans, not only as a man or a woman. Let me ask you something. And this wasn't on the index, this but not, it just This came. is not my episode, I, I know, okay? I know. <laughs> but you just, you sparked a thought and I have to, I have to act on this thought. Go so the men in your life, and I don't mean just the men that you dated. I just mean like the men in your life, your uh-huh. father, your cousins, your brother. Uh-huh. How have you, have you, or have you had to like help them clear any mental hurdles within their lives? Like your father, like, you know, I'm sure like you're a woman of principle, like you always want what's best for your family. Um, and I know that they hold you in high regard. You're the cool cousin. You're the cool, you know, niece. You're the cool daughter. Like people oh, love people. Think, you think, you, do you think uh, of me that way? I mean, when I go around your family, that's the impression that I get, that I, I feel. Ooh, okay. That's the person that, I, you know, <laughs> be, me being neutral. You yeah. know, I see like, oh, they, they like fuck with you. Because, you know, some family members don't fuck with the, the family. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's just keep it a buck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So your mental, huh? the most of your family, when I'm around, cool. they fuck with you. Yeah. And they, not only do they fuck with you, but they hold you in high regard. You know what I'm saying? And there's a difference, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a family tree and, you know, some people fall at the bottom of that family tree. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, ain't at the, they ain't here. They ain't up there. You know what I'm saying? So for you, though, have you had to help your dad or your brother or even um, I know your best friend, God rest his soul. Have you ever had to help any of the men in your life clear any mental hurdles or work on their mental? So I feel like now um, at this age, like me and my brother have always had a, a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. Like we're 10 years apart. Keep that in mind. Yeah. My brother is the oldest. Right. And I feel like the roles are flipped here, you know, (laughs) like I'm the responsible one. And I'm not saying he's irresponsible because I don't want to say that, you know, like, but there's a lot of things that he went through that made him the person that he is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my brother is a cancer survivor. My brother is he, right? Um, Definitely. He went through a lot. I think. And that is a lot of mental shit. Yeah. Like imagine as a man. Not being strong enough to do what you used to do. Yeah. You couldn't go back to work because he used to load and unload trucks. Mm. And after cancer, oh, you can't lift nothing more than 50 pounds. Yeah. So it's like, oh, shit. Like, like it so plays you do now. Like on your cycle. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Not only that, like, he was in a relationship. After cancer, he's not. Yeah. You know, like, what now? Yeah. After cancer, like, you're not strong enough. Like, you need your mom to do a lot of shit for you. Yeah. Like, imagine the mental that he's going through, you know, as a man. Yeah. yeah it's the, You're not the provider. You're not the breadwinner. You're, what, what the fuck are you? Yeah. You know? Yeah, especially still being a relatively young man. 
Yeah. 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 He's super young. So yeah. you would think and people yeah. now when they see him they're like, Oh, he he just looks normal. Yeah. Like you've seen him, you yeah. know, he's always on the go, he's very active. Yeah. But it's like deep down inside, like he's not the healthiest. Like he's yeah. been through a lot of health issues and he's had a lot of things that have stopped him from being the man that he I feel like he could have been. Yeah, man. Super raw talent too. Like, you know what I mean? Like just but raw he doesn't see it. But you know, you know what I mean when I say that, right? Yeah. Just raw, like just like she could just draw and paint at the drop of a like, you know, just raw. Like, My brother draws and paints just like, like an artist. Man, like just his dope. cooking skills are Super, ridiculous. Yeah, like and he doesn't see it. It's crazy, man. But yeah, and he, he doesn't actually do anything about it. Yeah, he has a regular job. You know, he does work now, but it's like you have so much talent, you don't see it. Yeah, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. You know, like, what he went through, I feel like it was a huge mental challenge. Not only physical, but mental. Mm-hmm. To get back or to go back to who you were, like, it doesn't and go back. Did you take any steps to help him through that? I try. I feel like as a man, he still feels like, I got this. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And even mentally, I feel like he feels like we haven't done much for him. Which mm. we have. <laughs> like, my mom's his angel. Like, yeah. my mom does everything for him. And see, in 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 that moment of of honesty and clarity, we we have to ha- we can admit that, but we have to have that conversation first with ourselves before we can share that with anybody. Yeah. else. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, like he probably in the back of his mind he knows like who helped him like, out. He's like, nah, I'm a man. You know what I mean. You know, like. But but he's like, you know what? Nah, they right. But like he has to first accept and embrace that 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 is what it was before he can you know then. You know, admit that to, to anyone else. So, yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. With my dad, that's a whole bunch of other issues that we're not going to get into. We'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> okay. All right. So, speaking of that. Okay. Because I'm saying that we'll talk about my dad in the future. But uh-huh. do you think a lot of times men don't even realize that they have mental issues? Or it's too late for them to even do anything about it? I would say it varies. I would they say just ignore it, or I would say some do. Some I would say some do, and some ignore it. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I and I've been victim of that. Like in the past, I've ignored it. You know what I mean? Like, but you knew then and there. I think I think I knew like like yo like this is a problem. Like look, if there's like and I said it early in the episode. Like if I'm constantly doing the same things, yet I'm expecting a different result. There's a pattern of behavior here <laughs> that I'm clearly not addressing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I used to really think, like, I'm going to be good, man. I ain't worried about this shit. This shit temporary. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The shit that I'm doing now is temporary. I'm, I'm living. <laughs> life. I'm out here. That's it. Where the bitches at? I'm doing me. I'm living fast. I don't care about none of this shit y'all talking about, man. What? Credit? What? I don't care about that. This shit ain't important. Bank account. What? Talking about what? <laughs> I think I had a prepaid card, FICO bro. Score, huh? What? What's FICO? Huh? <laughs> Who is it? What is that? What? What is what? Come on, oh, bro. Everybody know that. <laughs> we out here, baby. We living. You $10. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Boy, six three out here. Where's the wave caps? <laughs> where's the brushes oh, at? God. Like, where's the cologne? Where's the fubu, bro? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this what we on. We're the polo. We're the time so of glad you grew up. What are Air Force Ones? Like, you know? Listen, man. Listen, the, the the shit that and look, you know what? Else? I'm so glad that you brought this up, right? So I'm 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 rambling off all this materialistic shit, right? <laughs> Even that in itself plays on your psyche because look, you don't think about it, but like you enslave your mind, your mentality to brands and shit. Yeah, like what? That's consi- that to you, it's considered a successful or it's considered right. like you're not having any type of issue. Like, oh, you got money for this. How many guys do we not see? And this crazy. is crazy. We didn't even mention this. This but is crazy. You see guys that are well-dressed, mm-hmm. have every pair of Jordans possible, yeah. wearing the name brands. Right. The Balenciagas, they got the Gucci, they got the Fendi, they got the Prada. Right, Hermes, yeah. They don't got their own pillow, bro. It's crazy, bro. They're sleeping, they're catching to see where they can sleep. It's crazy. They couch surfing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the only reason why I bring that up is because, like, there was a point in time that we're like, I... Mentally, I've told myself, like, if it ain't Rockaway, I'm not wearing it. If it ain't Sean John, I'm not wearing it. Like, with like, no fucking job. Do you see the mentality? With no job? <laughs> I'm telling like, you, like, that's, that was my mentality. But it's like, it's crazy because, like, now, and look, I'm going to just share, I'm going to share with y'all, like, a funny story. It's a funny story. It's because me and Vanessa, like, Vanessa knows how I am. So, recently, 
I don't know when this was, maybe like a week ago, two weeks ago, maybe probably like three weeks ago, but um, Vanessa knows, everybody knows, like, I got a lot of sneakers. Everybody, that's no secret, right? So I told, I told my girl, I said, we was in Walmart and I was just like looking around. I'm about to tell them the story, right? I would have never done this shit like two, three, four, or even five years ago. But like now, as I've gotten older, you know what I'm realizing? It's about comfort, baby. You you got to be comfortable in all ways possible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whether it's your clothes and your car, your bed. Like, it's the aesthetics for me and the comfort for me as I get older. And I'm understanding that as a man, you know? And so I'm just in there. You know, we in Walmart browsing around. We getting shit for the crib, getting shit for the baby and shit. And I happen to just see these these $9.99 Walmart Air Rollbacks. <laughs> what are they called? I don't know what they call, but I, I call them air rollbacks. You know, like Walmart, they they, they the slogan rollbacks. is the rollback prices. <laughs> I call them the air rollbacks. You feel me? So I see these air rollbacks and I'm like, damn, they had the memory foam in them. I'm pressing on this side of them and shit. I'm like, damn, they, they feel real comfortable. I'm like, you know what? I would have never done this shit five years ago. I bought them damn shoes. And let me tell you, out of. He brags about them every day. And let me just day. tell you this. I have Vans, I got Air Maxes, I got Jordans, I got Pippins, I got all type of kicks, Pennies. Bro, th- look, this is top five in my motherfucking collection in terms of comfort. <laughs> you, un- you understand me? And I'm just bringing this up because mentally, like, you would I, wouldn't have, I would have never done this shit. But what I'm under, what I, you know, the bigger point that I'm alluding to here is, you know, you don't have to, like, have this mentality of, Yo, I'm only buying this because this is this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? That that literally was my mentality in my early 20s and my early adult years. Like, yo, I'm I'm wearing this, but like, how do you get this mentality of I'm only wearing this? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the audacity, nigga. You ain't, first of all, you ain't got no job. <laughs> how are you just gonna take? Would you, you know, you better what? <laughs> Beggars cannot be choosers. Hunty, you got. Apparently, uh, you could. I mean, you know, you know I, I made it work. You know what I'm saying? I made it work. Now, I, I definitely made it work. I wouldn't advise. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Wayne skipped the part where he was upset that the week before, he had to go to a site for work and your shoes got damaged. Oh yeah, so your shoes got damaged. So he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wearing my fours to work. Oh yeah, and they made me go out to a site check. So and I they got dirty. I couldn't get the dirt off because it was like, yeah, some man. kind of goo. Okay. He was going off. So, so that's what convinced him to go to get the little Walmart yeah. shoes. Don't yeah, man. Nah, so don't act like it was like, oh, I've changed my ways. Like, nah, <laughs> it's not that I changed my way. I mean, you know, I feel like um, I'm I'm still growing. You know, <laughs> he is not finished with me yet, Vanessa. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but no, I did go, have to go to this site. Everybody, well, not everybody knows, but if you don't know, I do work in the waste and collection industry. Um, I work in sales. So at times, whenever I close deals, a lot of my clients, they want to meet on site. If it's like a contract, yeah. they're ongoing. The reason why I had to meet for this particular contract was because it was for like a year. It was a big contract. So it was going to be like a year and change. So he wanted to know if we took pressure treated wood and which we do, but he wanted to make sure that it wasn't hazardous. So me and my ops manager, we had to go on site to, you know, to examine it, to make sure it was debris that we can then dump at our facility. So we go, we get there, I get out the car and I'm like, oh shit, I'm looking at the floor. It's, they like all, goo. it's gooey and shit. They all got on like work boots and shit and. You know, I'm thinking they're gonna offer me. Some, I'm thinking they're gonna offer me some boots. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, but you know, they don't. They don't know proper Jordan etiquette. Like, you know, what I'm saying they like, hey, you know, these these men are in their fifties. You know, with wives and, and shit. And they're just hardworking men. Hardworking men. You know, so I'm walking through the shit. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, you know, like that when you like that feeling, like when you when you gotta pee or you gotta you know go to the restroom. It was like, oh, like fuck. Not that I got to the restroom. Like, like, oh yeah. I'm like, oh, not in my. Or it's like not the six three dude tiptoeing. So yeah, man. So uh, I said, you know what? I'm about to buy me some cheap ass shoes. <laughs> That's <laughs> the reason why. When I go, those. but to my to my amazement and to my <laughs> surprise, <laughs> that foam it like low key helped me with my mental health. Like, cause you know I don't feel like I need to buy Jordans anymore. <laughs> oh, all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> While we're trying to get the release for next month. No, <laughs> yeah, we are though. 
the cool gray eleven. Please let us know if you have a plug. Thank <laughs> <Please>. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, nah. In all seriousness, though, like to bring it back to mental health, I just feel as though I think it does play on certain men. Like certain men do tend to forget. Um, not that they forget. I I, I feel like they bury it. Like, you know, as a man, it's it's hard to constantly be beaten down. You know what I mean? And I think that's why a lot, and we didn't, this wasn't on the index either, but if you don't have a partner that supports you or that like kind of like breathes life into you, it could be difficult. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're constantly being beat down in all ways and in, in, in many attributes of, of your life and you got to go home and, and get beat down some more, uh, that's where the issue is. That's where yeah. the clashing is. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't have a support system or a partner that supports you um, while you're trying to figure that out and you're in the midst of that, it can be tough. So I think that's why most men bury it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A, they don't have a support system. They don't have a partner that they can like relinquish this information to. And then some men, they just feel they see it as being vulnerable. They see it as being weakness, you know, a sign of weakness. But it's OK, man. Like, you know, vulnerability, masculinity. These are things that as a man in 2021 the modern day man you, there's no there's no need to no longer be ashamed of that but i think it takes a lot for men not to be ashamed absolutely no it definitely takes work like don't i, I don't i don't want that to be misconstrued in the conversation it definitely takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of you figuring out um your own issues and the things that you are willing to divulge because it's not easy it's definitely not easy making yourself vulnerable putting your personal, personal, pertinent information out there um, for someone to just sit and dissect. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard confronting your own issues. Why? Which is why most people are comfortable talking to strangers. Yeah. <laughs> you know Instead what I mean? Instead of their actual friends. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to be a burden. You don't want to look crazy. Absolutely. So you prefer just to vent to a, a stranger. Because stranger. You, you feel like they're not going to judge me. You feel like it's coming from a neutral place. And you feel, you feel as though you're going to be able to get everything you need to get off of to this individual and... Nothing in return. Yeah. Yeah. It's clean. So it's crazy that you mentioned that. We talk about this person in particular a lot. Um, Mr. Kanye West, right? (laughs) And I I actually like to talk about him. Easy. If you don't know, well, now you will. I am a huge Kanye fan. Crazy and all. I don't give a shit. I think he makes a lot of sense. Same, sis. I think he speaks his mind. Yeah. And I think people that speak their mind do look crazy. Yeah. Yeah, some of the shit that he says, I don't agree with. Like him speaking out on John Legend, I don't agree with. Mm, and other personal, things huh? <laughs> and other things that he says, I always tell Wayne, like, he makes no fucking sense. Certain things. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, he makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, they do say it's a fine line between genius and insanity. A lot of times, I feel as though people peg Kanye West as being... Um, insane or crazy and he's not on his meds because he goes off the rails and he goes off the Richter he goes off his feelings with what he says Mm -hmm. I think he has what I classify as random streams of consciousness because his mind if you listen to him speak his mind you can tell he's the type of individual his mind is going at such a rapid pace Mm -hmm. you can hear and it's almost literally you can almost see it coming out of his mouth Mm -hmm. literally because a, a person who's that refined of a thinker, he comes from the mom who was an educator. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he talks about his mom with such pedigree and you he's seen a lot. Yeah. You know, you don't become of the one percent. He's of the one percent now. Like he's a billionaire. Yeah. These are people who make up the one, two, three percent. He's, he's very you know good what I'm at saying? letting everyone know that he's he one just, of He just also happens to be a nigga who's from the hood. Uh-huh. So I think in many instances, they don't like his brash bravado, his tone in which he relays his message across. But that's his reality. But, exactly. But that's his reality. And he speaks to the things that, you know, where he comes from. Mm-hmm. He's going to bring Chicago with him. He's going to bring the church choir. You're going to get Sunday service. And, you know, you're going to get a lot with that. But two things can be true. He does say a lot of erratic shit, and he does have very much a lot of erratic behavior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's a Gemini man. You, you know? You would know. Yes. <laughs> we speak our mind. A, a lot of erratic behavior. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not wrong. We're not in the wrong because we're speaking our mind. No, no. That has nothing to do with you You guys and not speaking your mind. he's definitely not crazy. No. He's definitely like, look, I just think there's a fine line because when you're trying to push a narrative or push a message um you have to be careful in the way that you go about doing so 
Kanye does not care who he alienates in the process of trying to get his message across. Mm-hmm. That there lies the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? For not caring. Because there are other individuals who look up to you. There are children who look up to you. You can't just randomly blurt something out, make a blanket statement, you know, support it with what you deem as facts, and then just wash your hands and that's the end of it. That's what it is because I'm Kanye. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the problem. Like, yeah. he, he and he makes a lot of sense in a lot of what he says. You know what I mean? I'm a big fan. You know, I'm, I'm just a fan of, of, of intellectualism and... And him he, as an artist as well. Absolutely. He's ridiculous. You know? He's smart. Yeah. And, and art is definitely what? Art is to be subjective. You know what I mean? So art is polarizing. You either love it or you hate it. That that matters none. It forces you to have an opinion. You know what I mean? Whether you love it or you hate it. Like, people talk about the Yeezus album so much. Man, that shit is trash. Oh, I love Yeezus. That shit is trash. You know what? It does to him. He doesn't matter. You, you're talking okay. about it. Yeah. The point is, good you're talking or bad, about it. it's publicity. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that, it's polarizing like that. That's what art is. Good art is subjective and it's polarizing. Like I had mentioned to Wayne, uh, keep in mind he lost his mom, right? And we all saw him go through his grieving process, going through his healing process, right? Going through all the madness that comes with it. Right. You know, and we still expected him to be normal. Right. We still expected him to just be your regular old Kanye that he yeah, was. Just put out great music. Some of you, I know that I've talked about this in the past, and for you that haven't heard of it, um, I did have my best friend that I lost a few years back, and I feel like I lost it. Mm. I feel like I lost my mind, like, uh- for a bit. I couldn't control my emotions. I couldn't control my thoughts. I had, like, anger towards a lot of situations, how it happened. And I'm not going to get into detail because it's about men, right. you know? Right, right. But I tell Wayne, at that point, if I had a camera following me around, which I wish I did, because a lot of the behavior and a lot of things that happen are a blank to me. Right. I think just because I was dealing with what my emotions and right. my losing my friend, right. you know, you don't sit back and think, like, oh, fuck, like, why am I behaving this way? Like, you're, why am I reacting this way? You're oblivious to certain things yeah. in, in that moment. Yeah. Who the fuck am I to judge Kanye? He lost right. his mom. Right. You know? Right. So him going on these rants, him feeling like no one understands him, him feeling, when I don't agree with him is when he thinks he's fucking, that he's God or he's number one person in this planet or he's privileged, like, when you know, he, you When he thinks not. he's Jesus? When he thinks he's yes. Jesus? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> Kanye, you, you look crazy, you see? Yeah. Yeah. But when he's going on his rants, we're talking about things. We just saw the interview with him. Right, right. And half right. of the time, I'm like, oh, my God, this man is a freaking genius. Yeah. Nah, for real. Like, it's just like he leaves Should you. he's saying it's like, what? He leaves you in awe with some yes, when he's with like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Like, literally, like when he's making candid points and uh-huh. he's supporting it with the information and the facts. I'm just like, damn, this is crazy because like. A lot of what he says is rooted in wanting and propelling change, you know, and I'm for that. Yeah, I'm for I'm all for a better America and a better world in general and totality. That, I think that's But do we have to listen to him because he's the person to lead us to that and he's going to do this <laughs> and his mindset like you're not OK. And I think and I think that's where he gets, you know, he starts that's to where lose, he loses a lot of it. Like, yeah, yeah, come yeah. on, Kanye. you had me. <laughs> you almost had my vote. Yeah. And then you fuck up, you know? Well, I think that's what it was. Like, cause it, I think that was his issue with, like, John Legend and yes. certain people who because didn't vote for him. Because they didn't agree with because him. Because he was running for office. You can't just say, hey, vote for me because I help Because my friend. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're my friend and I help you put out your first album. That makes no, no. sense whatsoever. No. Remember that time I gave you a ride? You better yeah. vote for me. <laughs> like, huh? Remember that time I, I lo- <laughs> let you hold a few bucks? Remember, you better vote for me. Like, it doesn't work that way, yeah. you know? Something you touched on, though, um, I have a quick follow-up before we move on. Um, you mentioned your best friend. With the, I, I don't want you to get into like the details of what happened and why it happened, but the question I had for you was, is what mental hurdles do you feel like you had to clear um, as it correlated to something as tragic as losing him? Like for you, you personally, like what mental hurdles do you feel uh, or what challenges did you feel you faced? Because, you know, obviously he was a big part of your life. Um, how did you cope with it? Um, in the interim, like in the in the immediate aftermath of learning of his untimely death, and then like how did you eventually get over that? Now that I look back at it at the situation and that time, like I said, it made me realize like I did lose it. Yeah. 
Like, I isolated myself from a lot of people. I had a lot of anger issues. I, He died tragically. He drowned. Okay. So even then, was like, what the fuck? Like, one day you just wake up and this should happen, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's like, huh? Like, this is not supposed to happen. Right. You know? Like, we're young. Right. We had, like, a dope-ass life. We would, you know, and like I said, back in the 20s, your dope-ass life is partying every weekend. And he was my go-to. And we'll go on Sundays to wing house chill off sunday get fucked up like that was a lifestyle yeah you know and it's just like so what now like what do i do now right what goes on now like you know so it's like dealing with that but still dealing with like how did this even happen right kind of thing but i I honestly i don't know how i coped with it i don't even feel like i did like it i just kept it moving like i just like oh brushed it off do you feel like like looking back was it anything mentally anything that you feel like was challenging you mentally or you just couldn't you couldn't you couldn't internalize it at at the time or at the moment at the time i couldn't see it um i do have a lot of friends that are in the mental how would we mental health space no they're um they're therapists the therapists yeah okay. and so they did like mention like maybe you should seek a therapist you know like this is someone you were always with Maybe you should try and get some help to figure out your feelings. Maybe you should get someone professional to help you out. What the fuck? I'm not crazy. Like, so, that was my reaction right away. Like, what? Yeah. I just lost my best friend and you tell me to go to a fucking therapist, to a stranger? Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And I didn't. I decided I could cope with it and I could deal with it however I did, whatever way I did. And um, when I look back, I'm like, I wish I wasn't that stubborn at that point. And I would have got the help then, you know, that mm-hmm. I could have took care of those issues then and there then instead and there. of dragging them for so long. For so long. Because you feel like it's, it's like you, you almost like you're carrying it with you. For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you're not unpacking it. Like, And I think that's why therapists and, um, you know, people who are in the space, they, they say that you need to unpack or unlearn a lot of the things because... You're carrying it with you. What happens a lot, I feel, or like what I did a lot was dig it under. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, it's cool. So you would bury it. And then I'm like, no, no, like, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. And you're just like, after that, you're like, oh, shit, why is this road all fucking bumpy? You know, like, yeah. this is a road that you're laying out. Yeah. You're putting all that shit under. And it's like, it's like when you clean, you sleep under a rug. Like, you can't. Yeah. That mess is going to come back eventually one day. It's crazy, man, because like, um, <laughs> Like we like, I feel like it's relative and it's it's to the conver- to this conversation. But you know, it's a line in a song. It goes like, "Yo, I tell everybody I'm good because what you gonna do if I'm not?" Mm-hmm. And I honestly think and, I live by that. You know what I'm saying? I've told you that. Like I don't. Like, I don't it's real. It. Like, but that's real shit though. Like, like I, I'm good. Like I'm a I'm a I, I'm good. You to you death. You could be so fucked up and you're like, "How are you? I'm good." You're gonna get the biggest poker face. Like you're not gonna like you you're not gonna know it. Like I could be down to my last dollar, bro. I could be negative in my account. Anything. You you will never know. Like I'm just I'm that type of person. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna get the smile, you're gonna get the same Wayne, you know, you're gonna get this energy, infectious energy. But I just like I I I really believe that that's relative to this conversation because I feel like that's a lot of people's attitude. So I know people are always ashamed to look crazy or like socially you're not going to be acceptable Mm -hmm. or like you just said it. You're not going to vent or tell someone because it's like, what the fuck are you going to do for me? Yeah. What what is it that you're going to do? Yeah. Just tell me, oh, that's that's messed up. Mm -hmm. Damn, bro. Hope you feel better. Or like, what is it that you're going to do for me? Right. Right. But what's what do you think are some signs like when all this is going on that you could possibly somehow or what is it that you could do, you know, to help someone to like look for? Um, that's a good man, that's a good question. Um, I feel as though and I know we didn't discuss this at all. Um, clearly, we're just freestyling over here today, which I mean, that <laughs> happens when the topic's all good, you know, I mean, we like Kanye, we get random streams of consciousness <laughs> like you know what i mean i told you i always <laughs> relate myself to him crazy and all no nah, but i feel as though sign wise though shout out to gemini's by the way <laughs> shout out to y'all man y'all gave me my baby so y'all um, <laughs> we cool yeah we cool. okay yeah. <laughs> i feel as though sign wise um some of the things that that might stand out is erratic behavior um if you're if you for example like if you're used to like, for example, I'm sure at the height of you and your best friend's 
friendship, right? You could tell when he was acting different. Like, you mm-hmm. could tell anything, anytime something was up with him. Same with my best friend. Like, I could tell, like, like yo, like, what's up with you, dog? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you, you, you all right? You good? Like, you know, you can tell, right? Yeah. As that correlates to mental health, though, it's it's a pattern of behavior that's outside of the norm. You know what I mean? You can almost feel like, yo, something's off. Mm-hmm. Something's not right. You get the feeling. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You could be of, like, like you know what I mean? Sane mentality, cool, not even nothing, not feeling anything. And then, like, you just feel, like, this infectious energy, and it's, like, fucking with your vibe. Like, you know, something's off. So I would say erratic behavior. Um, if you constantly see a pattern um, of people continuously doing stuff that they said that they're not going to do, or, you know, um, just kind of, like, too much of something. You know what I mean? You can kind of tell when a person is just a little bit off as it correlates to you know the way you know them the way you see them you know what i mean based upon your interactions with them i feel like yeah those are like definite signs um that maybe some therapy or some therapy something therapeutic might be able to get through to them to help them get over whatever mental hurdle that they're currently on at this present time or present stage you know what i'm saying for me Mm -hmm. um how would you how would you classify a sign or how would you deem to look for a sign or or feel it if, if, if you think you saw one or something? I've observed it um a lot. And like I told you before, in my 20s, I was around guys a lot. Yeah. So I've seen it, you know. And I think the constant parting, yeah. honestly, like that's a huge sign. And we don't see it then because it's just a good time because you just want to get fucked up because you just, you know, you want to be out, you want to be partying and it's fun. Yeah. These nights, uh, the nights that I don't even remember how we made it home, luckily, thank God, we're always watching after us, you know? <laughs> but Word. all these nights, like, I think they were somehow related to that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. someone going through some shit that they couldn't deal with that, fuck it, you want drink? Yeah. Let's go drink, fuck it. Yeah. Oh, shit, Monday comes and it's like, damn, you see your credit card bill or your card, you know, your bank card, and it's like, holy shit. Damn, I did damage what last night. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> $300, you know, <laughs> who the hell paid for the Uber? You did. Yeah. Like, crazy stories like that, you know? Yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it as well. So that constant, like you said, a little bit of something or, like, too much of something, mm-hmm. that's definitely a sign. Absolutely. Regardless Absolutely. if you're a workaholic, and it doesn't have to be about partying. I feel Man. like a lot of people that are workaholics have a lot of mental health issues. I'm also. so glad you brought that up. And this wasn't even on the index, but it, I thought of it. So, yeah, we definitely freestyling. So, okay, so stay right there on that train of thought, right? Work, people are workaholics. What do you feel people use as coping mechanisms as it correlates to their mental health? Some people turn to weed. Some, some people, people turn, turn to, to drugs. Sex. Some people turn to sex. Some people turn to alcohol. There's many different mm-hmm. things that they use to cope. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Whatever they feel in their mind is therapy for them. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. How would you, like, how would you, how do you think many people classify or use coping mechanisms as it correlates or relates to their mental health? It's crazy. I don't think, like I said, I think you realize it's a way after. For myself, what I've observed, I don't think that while you're going through it or you're doing it, you're like, oh, shit, maybe I should seek a therapist. Well, should maybe I should seek some help. Maybe I should tell someone. Because you don't realize you. Because you don't realize You don't feel it. like you're doing anything wrong. You're just keeping your mind busy. Yeah. Your body busy. Yeah. Your whatever it is busy, you know? Like, <laughs> at that point, yeah. you're just like, let me keep myself busy for I won't focus or feel what I'm actually yeah. focus, you know, like on these emotions that I'm dealing with, these mm-hmm. mental issues that I'm dealing with. Right. You're like, let me keep busy over here. Yeah. I won't have to worry about that. Right. I'll take care of that later. That's going to fix itself. Right. Nothing fixes itself. Honestly, the only way that things are going to get better is if you actually focus on them. Yeah. Things don't get better just because yeah. <laughs> or like on its own. That's yeah. not the way that it works. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I do think you do have to shift your focus. And I think that's a, a decision that um, internally you have to make and you have to stick with it. Um, otherwise, you know, you're going you're gonna to find yourself in the same rut. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the toughest part, though. You know what I mean? The toughest part is pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, knowing that you can get through it, knowing what the problem is, but then like literally telling yourself you, you, you can face it. Like, yo, I can get through this and I'm going to do it. But the toughest part is actually getting up and doing it. I think the toughest part also a lot of times is finding an actual solution. 
Oh, yeah. Like, you can find what helps you not deal with the mental problem. Right. We just mentioned it. It could be drugs. It could be drinking. It could be women. It could be shopping. It could be work. You know? You could keep busy with whatever it is. But you need a healthy solution. You need to talk it out. You need to write it out. You need to hike it out. You need, you know, like other ways of coping with it. Because if not, that's just going to come back eventually. Yeah. Because when you're in that rut and when you're trying to, when you're searching for answers, it's tough, man. It's tough. You know what I'm saying? But I think the best thing you can do in terms of uh, solution wise is I think that whatever you deem to be therapeutic for you, whether that's going on hikes, whether that's, you know, playing basketball, whether that's, um, you know, listening to your favorite podcast, his and hers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like um, anything, anything that you deem therapeutic for yourself, because whatever I, helps you. Yeah, because yeah. an idle mind is a devil's playground. You know what I'm saying? So you definitely don't want the devil playing on your heartstrings, playing on this. You know, maybe it's OK. You can go have a drink. You you can go fucking cheat on your girl, or, you know anything you stupid. Kind of you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. So I just I feel as though you know whatever you deem to be therapeutic or to help you kind of clear certain mental hurdles, exercise that. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's writing, whether that's reading, um, you know, st- even step outside your comfort zone. You know, challenge yourself. You know what I mean? These yeah. are things that you could do that that can you know that are all conducive to strengthening your mental health and your core as a person. Because if you're centered. Your mental is going to be good if you're yeah. centered, you know? Well, guys, as you can tell, we really did enjoy this episode. <laughs> we went a little over our, our recording time. We're glad that our child behaved and allowed <laughs> us to do so. Absolutely. We do miss podcasting a lot. Yeah. And through these difficult times, hey, carrying a kid is not easy. So this is definitely our therapy. We do appreciate you guys listening on a weekly basis now, whenever we release we still appreciate the love and the support. Yeah, man. We definitely appreciate the love and support. Keep checking in. Keep tapping in with us. Uh, we're going to keep continuously running these numbers up. Message us if you have um, you know, anything that you guys would like to discuss, uh, whether it's a personal experience um, of someone else or your, yourself personally about mental health. We, we, we'd love to hear your feedback and be able to provide any, any assistance and help that we, may, we can. But as always, man, each and every week, this is your boy Wayne His. And Vanessa Hers. And as always, we just want to spread that love and happiness. Check on your mental, man. Check on your mental. Don't be stubborn. Don't be stubborn like my girl. Love y'all. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs>